You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Welcome back to the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast. Mike here, just reading the Bible like it makes a difference. So remember how we started in the book of Job? Satan challenged that Job was only faithful to God because God blessed him with a nice life. But if he were to lose those things, Job would curse God. That was Satan's accusation. So early on in this trial, Job cursed his own life. But he didn't really curse God. And later, he complained to God that he was being aloof and unapproachable, but not that he was doing anything wrong. And in today's episode, Job is making some bold accusations about what he believes God did to him. Some would say he's crossing a line here. And he's not flat out cursing God, but is he accusing God of doing something wrong? In his frustration, he may be going there. I'll let you listen to this and and decide for yourself. And it's in this set of chapters that it's setting the stage for some really dramatic conversations around this still ahead in the book. But through all of this, Job has stumbled upon some interesting insights, hasn't he? He's said how he wishes there could be some sort of advocate, someone to mediate between heaven and him. We hear in the 21st century with our hindsight know that Job is really speaking in ways that are foreshadowing Jesus, and he just wishes ultimately who Jesus is and what Jesus does was available to him. And he's made some pretty amazing statements here up to this point of making some pretty uh, amazing accusations as well, but he's heard nothing but the increasingly aggressive rebuke of his friends. But through all of it, Job still keeps his focus on God as the one who holds the solution. And although he has made some bold accusations, this has also led Job to make some pretty bold declarations, one of which, perhaps the most famous of which, we will be coming across today in Job chapters 19 through 21. Then Job answered, How long will you torment me and crush me with words? You've reproached me ten times. You're not ashamed that you attack me. If it's true that I've erred, my error remains with myself. If indeed you will magnify yourselves against me and plead against me my reproach, know now that God has subverted me and has surrounded me with his net. I cry out of wrong, but I'm not heard. I cry for help, but there's no justice. He's walled up my way so that I can't pass, and he's set darkness in my paths. He's stripped me of my glory and taken the crown from my head. He's broken me down on every side, and I am gone. He's plucked my hope up like a tree. He's also kindled his wrath against me. He counts me among his adversaries. His troops come on together, build a siege ramp against me, and encamp around my tent. He's put my brothers far from me. My acquaintances are wholly estranged from me. My relatives have gone away. My familiar friends have forgotten me. 
All those who dwell in my house and my maids consider me a stranger. I'm an alien in their sight. I call to my servant and he gives me no answer. I beg him with my mouth. My breath is offensive to my wife. I'm loathsome to the children of my own mother. Even young children despise me. If I arise, they speak against me. All of my familiar friends abhor me. They whom I love have turned against me. My my bones stick to my skin and to my flesh. I've escaped by the skin of my teeth. Have pity on me. Have pity on me, you, my friends, for the hand of God has touched me. Why do you persecute me as God and are not satisfied with my flesh? Oh, that my words were now written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. That with an iron pen and lead they were engraved in the rock forever. But as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives. And in the end, he'll stand upon the earth. After my skin is destroyed, then I will see God in my flesh, whom I, even I, will see on my side. My eyes will see, and not as a stranger. My heart is consumed within me. If you say, how will we persecute him? Because the root of the matter is found in me. Be afraid of the sword. For wrath brings the punishments of the sword, that you may know there is a judgment. Then Zophar, the Namathite, answered, Therefore my thoughts answer me, even by reason of my haste that's in me. I have heard the reproof which puts me to shame. The spirit of my understanding answers me. Don't you know this from old time, since man was placed on earth, that the triumphing of the wicked is short, the joy of the godless but for a moment? Though his height mount up to the heavens, and his head reached to the clouds, yet he will perish forever like his own dung. Those who have seen him will say, where is he? He will fly away as a dream and will not be found. Yes, he'll be chased away like a vision of the night. The eye which saw him will see him no more. Neither will his place see him any more. His children will seek the favor of the poor. His hands will give back his wealth. His bones are full of youth, but youth will lie down with him in the dust. Though wickedness is sweet in his mouth, though he hide it under his tongue, though he spare it and will not let it go, but keep it still within his mouth, yet his food in his bowels is turned. It's cobra venom within him. He swallowed down riches and he will vomit them up again. God will cast them out of his belly. He'll suck cobra venom. The viper's tongue will kill him. He'll not look at the rivers, the flowing streams of honey and butter. He will restore that for which he labored and will not swallow it down. He will not rejoice according to the substance that he's gotten, for he's oppressed and forsaken the poor. He's violently taken away a house and he will not build it up. Because he knew no quietness within him, he will not save anything of that in which he delights. There was nothing left that he didn't devour, therefore his prosperity will not endure. In the fullness of his sufficiency, distress will overtake him. The hand of everyone who's in misery will come on him. When he's about to fill his belly, God will cast the fierceness of his wrath on him. It'll rain on him when he's eating. He'll flee from the iron weapon. The bronze arrow will strike him through. He draws it out, and it comes out of his body, yet the glittering point comes out of his liver. 
terrors are on him. All darkness is laid up for his treasures, and unfanned fire will devour him. It will consume that which is left in his tent. The heavens will reveal his iniquity. The earth will rise up against him. The increase of his house will depart. They will rush away in the day of his wrath. This is the portion of a wicked man from God, the heritage appointed to him by God. Then Job answered, Listen diligently to my speech. Let this be your consolation. Allow me, and I also will speak. After I have spoken, mock on. As for me, is my complaint to man? Why shouldn't I be impatient? Look at me and be astonished. Lay your hand on your mouth. When I remember, I'm troubled. Horror takes hold of my flesh. Why do the wicked live, become old, yes, and grow mighty in power? Their child is established with them in their sight, their offspring before their eyes. Their houses are safe from fear, neither is the rod of God upon them. Their bulls breed without fail, their cows calve and don't miscarry. They send out their little ones like a flock. Their children dance. They sing to the tambourine and the harp and rejoice at the sound of the pipe. They spend their days in prosperity. In an instant, they go down to Sheol. They tell God, depart from us, for we don't want to know about your ways. What is the Almighty that we should serve him? What profit should we have if we pray to him? Behold, their prosperity is not in their hand. The counsel of the wicked is far from me. How often is it that the lamp of the wicked is put out, that their calamity comes on them, that God distributes sorrow in his anger? How often is it that they are as stubble before the wind, as chaff that the storm carries away? You say God lays up his iniquity for his children. Let him recompense it to himself that he may know it. Let his own eyes see his destruction. Let him drink of the wrath of the Almighty. For what does he care for his house after him? When the number of his months is cut off, shall any teach God knowledge since he judges those who are on high? One dies in his full strength, being wholly at ease and quiet. His pails are full of milk, the marrow of his bones is moistened. Another dies in bitterness of soul and never tastes of good. They lie down alike in the dust, the worm covers them. Behold, I know your thoughts, the plans with which you would wrong me. For you say, where is the house of the prince? Where is the tent in which the wicked lived? Haven't you asked wayfaring men? Don't you know their evidences? That the evil man is reserved to the day of calamity? That they are led out to the day of wrath? Who will declare his way to his face? Who will repay him what he has done? Yet he'll be born to the grave. Men will keep watch over the tomb. The clods of the valley will be sweet to him. All men will draw after him as there were innumerable before him. So how can you comfort me with nonsense? Because in your answers, there remains only falsehood. In Job's appeals toward heaven, he often stumbles into saying something that we know, with our hindsight, in the 21st century foreshadows the coming of Jesus and his role to be a mediator between God and us. In Job's most beautiful declaration of faith, he expresses that he knows, not hopes, not wishes, he knows his Redeemer lives. How can he be so certain? Because he knows the heart of God. 
and when he's at his lowest, he looks up. Can you say the same? That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.